0: A mano, mano live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a top the selector. To
0: some
2: violent content, parental discretion is advised. I know you're going to dig this.
0: And it's Monday night. It's Monday night, everybody. Uh, Kenny T, my man, on the road, still doing mano a mano. Let me give you the ding of the bell real quick. You already know, man. Canada down. Hitting the bell right off the top for you. We're going to cut the intro music short tonight because we got to get right into the thick of it. And the thick of it being the heavyweight division. And the fight that went down Saturday night. But before we get to that, I have to give credit to all those that came in first here. Ding the bell. All right. Remy up early with the super chat. Ding the bell. (laughs) Presente maestro. Si, estamos presente hoy. Estamos presente hoy. We are here, vamos a hablar, boxeo, boxeo, boxing. We are going to get into it. This is my Maestro Boxing. That is my brother, Kenny T. This is Mano Amano Live. This is hashtag HCP. It's Monday night. It is HCP is war. And let's just get started with the war, fam. We're going to get started right now talking about Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder. Kenny, you can see it's nice and hot where I am. I'm on the road. I got that, you know, that hood special fan ventilating back and forth. You're on the road, but we could not not do a show today. Talk about going into the fight, Kenny. Talk about the fight. Tell me what you think after the fight. The floor is yours.
1: Pardon. I I just noticed I was muted. There you go. Complete excitement all the way around, brother. The, The entire night, great, amazing fight card started by, I mean, it wasn't the same fight card with the zone, but you know, it was a great fight day for fights, man. It was amazing. Uh, then the then the, the 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 fight card with the the undercard for the Fury Wilder three that it was just amazing. Lots of things that didn't expect to happen happened that night. Yes, it was. Lots lots of unexpected things happened that night. Lots of people got tested. I think it was an amazing night for boxing and amazing night for the experience for those young fighters. It was an amazing night overall. It, it it was amazing for Fury. Amazing for Wilder. Amazing for me, bro. This was historical for me. You know, it's like them fights that I saw when I was super young that my parents used to play on TV. But I barely remember. But I just remember like the action points. But I was alive for this one. I I, I saw every second of it. I'm, you know, one hundred percent. Look,
0: Tyson Fury did his thing. Tyson Fury won last night or Saturday night. Feels like last night because I was up, buzzed. I had an adrenaline rush that took me to about five a.m. <laughs> I was on people's uh, networks talking boxing because by that time it was already the daytime in the UK, and you know I got people out there that I was loved to talk boxing with, and it took me well into the early hours of uh, of the morning. But um, yeah, Fury won, but I think the fans won, man, uh, because top to bottom it was amazing. A uh, day of fights. Uh, obviously, we not only had the fight here in the United States in Vegas, but there was also the zone card earlier in the day uh, where we had uh, Smith versus Fowler. That was an incredible call, uh, uh, KO win at the end. Uh, the co-feature of that was also amazing. Uh, another KO win, but we're going to get to that in a moment. Kenny, I got to get your thoughts on the biggest fight of the night. Wilder Fury Three, run, run me, you, run me through it. Run me, run me through your thoughts going into Saturday. Uh, run me through your thoughts as you know the undercard ended, and then you know the intros were about to begin. Then to the fight itself, then the aftermath.
1: Give me the Kenny T story from beginning to end. I got you, man. Look, it all started with me feeling bad for Deontay Wilder. <laughs> no, seriously, that's how really how it all started, right? Because Deontay Wilder, I think he's a great accomplished fighter for what he's done and his, and what he can do. His attributes, Tyson Fury, another great accomplished fighter for his attributes, what he's done, his skill, his abilities. Uh, for me, it was a, an emotional roller coaster all the way through because I felt for both fighters and their stories, and I'm like, I like, I'm just hearing the things that people are saying all the way through. Well, Deontay Wilder should retire. Uh, Tyson Fury's king uh, and all the ifs, ands, buts. And, and and before the fight even started, I'm just kind of uh, like I'm a big fan of both of these guys. So I'm just on the more, more so uh, I'm not choosing who I think is going to win. I'm on the emotional side of this. I don't want nobody getting hurt. I know somebody's going to get knocked out. I just wish the best for these guys for their careers and everything moving forward. Then came fight day and it was on. But uh, punches! I, I just want to see the whole, the whole fucking action. I want to see everything fucking happening. It, it, I, I was super excited all the way through it, and and when the fight was going on, I was rooting for the underdog. Cause me in my heart, look, I'm a boxing dude. I know who's gonna win this fight. You know what I'm saying? I know who's gonna win the fight. So I'm rooting for the underdog, knowing who's gonna gonna win the fight. Just cause I I, I didn't want to see the man just go down and not do nothing. I didn't want to see. A, a, a first round knockout, which I thought was extremely potential going into the fight, with how the last fight went. You know, it, what was the last fight? Round three, round four. I if if Fury would have came out pounding even harder, I, I thought that it could have been a, a first round bye bye. So no, I, I, I'm I'm glad that it went the way it went. I'm glad that both men knocked each other down several times. It was a historical fight for me. I'm still super excited. I'm still running off the energy of that fight. I can't wait till I can see the fight uh, replay on YouTube. Uh, It's still not available. I've been checking every single day. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, man, I'm excited Uh, uh, all the way through. Excited for Deontay Wilder's future. Excited for Tyson Fury's future. People saying Deontay Wilder should retire. Oh, it's over for his career. Those are idiot people who say that stuff. Uh, Well, Deontay Wilder needs to retire. He's off the shit talking but his boxing career uh i think his box, his real boxing career is just starting right now Now well, now is, is when he needs to really take on the the other real real challenges in that division uh and not only focus on tyson fury if he wants to get back on the tyson fury fight train then he's gonna need to prove himself uh with a lot of other fighters uh uh, that have the caliber, the capabilities. You know, the type of fighters that Tyson Fury, unless he retires, will want to fight. Want to fight himself. Um, Tyson Fury, that man is godly. I don't see him being beaten. Deontay Wilder was saying that he was using his at, natural attributes, his weight, his size, to his advantage, as he should. What, what do you expect him to do? To fight little because you're smaller than him? No, he's going to do exactly what he should. And he's going to use his weight. He's going to use his reach. He's going to use his power. He's going to use everything he got, just like you're trying to use your right hand. You know, let's stop the excuses. uh, Wilder was better in this fight with Malik Scott than I have ever seen him. I will definitely say that. He fell off towards the end of the fight, but he started on fire. Malik Scott, I think he definitely has a future in coaching. I like the way he's speaking. I like what he's saying. I like the way he was speaking to Deontay Wilder and keeping him motivated and trying to keep his head in the fight during the fight. Uh, Tyson Fury is king. I don't see him getting beaten. Uh, I do really, really like, though, that Tyson Fury said that this young dude who was on the undercard gave him hell in sparring because that gives me something to look forward in the future. I don't like seeing a division. Where there's potentially some uh, somebody unbeatable and there's no challenges. Like when AJ was on top, I was very happy that we had Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. You know, I don't like to see a division where Tyson Fury is king and untouchable. So I forgot the name of the fighter that Tyson Fury mentioned that I was giving Jared, him help. Jared Jared, 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 big, big baby, baby Anderson. Anderson. There we go, Jared Anderson. So I like to hear that. I'm very excited for the future of the heavyweight division. Uh, I'm very excited to see a a, a Usyk-AJ rematch. Uh, I'm very excited to see Wilder-AJ. I'm very excited to see Tyson Fury versus the world. People saying people need to retire. Those are phony fanboy boxing fans. Those are Tyson Fury fanboys. Uh, I don't really like using that word. But look, if if, if I'm going to be called the fanboy for stating opinions, then then I'm going to attack people with the same shit. I think that's the fanboy mentality. Oh, someone lost a fight. They should retire. Fuck all that shit. It's a fighting sport. Uh, when people lose basketball games in the NBA, uh, you don't see teams retiring. It's okay to take a loss and continue fighting. This heavyweight division, I think, is headed for greatness. You got great talent coming up, and you got great talent at the top, and it seems like everybody's willing to fight everybody. Uh, the only person who still hasn't gotten the O is Tyson Fury, and they may stay that way, but i love to hear that he got talent just coming in the future. I'm super excited, bro. Yeah, uh, absolutely. So let me get to the super chat
0: first. Uh, and I want to give a big up to Nando. Nando's one of the biggest supporters of this channel. Uh, he's been rocking with me since I was on another channel. I moved over uh, to to do my own thing. And Nando was the first uh, person uh, that really, like, reached out to me and, like, wanted to show his love and support. And it's been nothing but that since then. And he... Is started us off with the Super Chat, uh, actually the second Super Chat. Um, he's asking, is Deontay Wilder the second-rated heavyweight now? I'm going to get into my heavyweight list in a moment, um, right after I kind of break down what I thought and um, double down on some things that Kenny said and also give my own takes on on some other things as well. So look, going into this fight, I didn't hide it. You know, I wasn't a fan of Deontay Wilder uh, after the second fight, mostly because I don't like sore losers. Uh, and not only do I not like sore losers, I don't like sore losers that claim cheating. Uh, Kenny, you play basketball with people, obviously. You grew up in the Heights. Uh, there's a really good basketball court around there. And uh, when I played basketball growing up, nothing would bother me more than guys who would, uh, call bullshit fouls, call bullshit travels, call all kind of stuff <laughs> when they were getting the ass whooped on the court. I hated it. You know, uh, flash forward to this. And it's way worse because not only are you accusing the man of cheating, you're accusing them of, you know, engaging in a criminal act, putting egg weights in gloves, removing horse hair from gloves, accusing his former trainer of spiking his water. Uh, of essentially being manipulated by the cronk gym because he happened to have trained there when he was younger. I could go on and on and on. I spend a lot of time talking about that stuff. I'm not going to spend much time talking about it here, but I wasn't a fan of that. And people say, oh, well, Maestro, uh, Fury cheated before. I'm not disputing that. He got popped uh, for something in his system. What that has to do with Deontay Wilder's allegations – Never made much sense to me. Anyhow, so going into the fight, there was a lot of drama, okay? There was a lot of tension. Even down to the last minutes before these guys entered the ring, it seemed like something was going on. There was a serious delay. Would Deontay get into the ring? I don't know what that was. You know, I've heard people say, you know, similar to AJ arriving at the garden, maybe there were some nerves, maybe there's some anxiety
1: issues, they said
3: he wasn't uh, who, ready
1: to walk out. Pardon me, Kenny. They said he wasn't ready to walk out. The announcer said, "Oh, Deontay well, Wilders not ready to walk out yet. We're just gonna wait a couple moments." Yeah, well, it was a lot
0: longer than a couple moments. Um, anyways, he came out. Uh, I believe that was uh, was it? Murder Mook walking him out, and um, you know, lip syncing. Probably the worst lip syncing I've ever seen. But really fucking bad. It, it was real. The song was actually decent. But the lip-syncing was terrible. <laughs> and <Anyhow, laughs> then Fury comes out with this weirdo uh, doing some kind of entrance stuff. I don't know what that was intended to do. Maybe I like the,
1: the, I like the 300th part of entrance.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people did. I, the, the, the beginning part of it did catch me off guard. I'm not going to lie. But then, you know, it is what it is. He's 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 a character. He's out there. He definitely wanted to, you know, shock us or excite us with the entrance. <laughs> And look, you were right. Deontay came out with a very stiff, strong jab. jab. He was up ah. ah. So we got a little echo there. He was throwing it up top. He was throwing it uh, to the body. He was following up with right hands to the body. But midway through the second round, I started to see him tire. And Kenny, we talked about that with the added muscle that he was putting on and how that might come into play. Between rounds, he was sucking air. Uh, I gave the first round to Deontay. I gave the second to Fury. I gave the third, obviously, to Fury when he, the pillow-fisted Fury, uh, caught Wilder and sent him down. Uh, Fury in the fourth got caught going in reckless because at that point, I think he felt that he could have his way with Deontay and really didn't need to worry about what was coming back. That was a mistake because even when Deontay's hurt, you know, uh, like a wounded animal you could still you could still catch it from 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 the cat and he landed that right it floored fury to his credit fury got up uh you could see him kind of thinking it through when he was lying there on the canvas uh, I talked to this about D- these with diesel earlier the second one i agree seemed like he was really upset with himself for falling down again um Deontay won that round 10 7 And then after that, as far as I'm concerned, it was Fury, 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 Fury. It was a one-sided fight. Yes, every now and again, Deontay did land something. But I'd say that by after, I would say the fifth, but definitely the sixth, you could see Deontay Wilder's legs weren't there anymore and that he didn't really have the kind of Deontay Wilder power in his punches. And again, Kenny, we spoke about this at length. The muscle... Does not necessarily translate to more power. And if it's not done right, it can translate into a lot of fatigue. And Deontay Wilder was fatigued, and his legs were not didn't bulk up as much as his upper body did, uh as we thought it it wouldn't. And his balance was terrible. Honestly, after the third round when he got caught, it looked a lot like the second fight, you know? Uh and later on, it looked a lot like the second fight. And I want to tell people something this right here. We got to destroy the disloyal trainer stuff because uh, Mark Breland did his job in that second fight. He saved Deontay Wilder. And I honestly don't think Deontay Wilder would have been able to put up the performance that he put up Saturday had Mark Breland not saved him. Because if he took the beating that he took Saturday in the second fight, I don't think we would have been talking about the Deontay Wilder that we saw uh, on Saturday because he was taking shot after shot. He showed the heart of a lion. He had cojones. He had guts. He had corazón. He had everything. Unfortunately, though, he didn't have the skill set to beat Fury. And after, like I said, that fourth round, he didn't really seem to have the power to bother him either. Fury ended it. Uh after another knockdown and then the most, uh, the most brutal knockout uh, of of well, it's only the second time he's been knocked out, but it was a brutal knockout um, in, in the 11th. And he just sent Deontay Wilder face planting uh, to the floor. So I don't think, I know you mentioned the potential of, of, of a fourth fight. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think there's any need for it. I felt he won the first fight, but whatever fury got the draw. He dominated the second fight. He dominated the fourth, the, the third fight. We don't need to see uh, a fourth, a fourth fight here. And and honestly, it wouldn't even be in Deontay Wilder's best interest to take it because I don't think he can beat Tyson Fury. You know, he's had three cracks at it now, and he has not been able to do it. There are other opponents out there for him, Kenny. You want to say something?
1: To see a fourth fight, right? This moment, if a fourth fight happens between these two guys. It's definitely going to have to be if uh, the if Deontay Wilder could prove himself and start looking better at moving forward and just start going back to knocking everybody out, but not low-level quality opponents knocking everybody out, high-level quality opponents knocking everybody out. Yeah, but you know
0: what? Uh, if yeah, re- I think you're muted. You can't hear me? Fury Fury landed uh I, I don't know why you can't hear me.
1: Hold on. People in the chat let me know if you can hear but, me. Um we should get to the super chat while we figure out the microphone situation cuz I still can't hear you, Millcar. Um boxing redemption uh 2 what is that? dollars. What's up Maestro? I like to see Wilder versus White. Wilder versus White I think will be a great fight at this at, right at this moment. Uh why, uh, White is a, a high quality level opponent, you know, is the type of high quality level opponent that Deontay Wilder should be looking to get into ring to, into the ring with and looking to knock out. Uh, Milka, how a uh, Milkar, how's that, mic? Well, they're
0: saying they could hear me in the That's chat. They can hear me in the chat, so it it is what it is. Check the chat; they can hear me. So, uh, what I was saying is, oh no, he now they're saying they can't fight. Doctor saying he can't hear me what the hell people are saying they can't hear hear
1: you now i hear you fine now
0: so i don't know what was going on before but uh no there there should not be a fourth a fourth fight i don't think first of all deontay wilder is gonna have to earn a shot at any championship again uh and fury discovered something i was talking about this earlier again with d style he has a sweet spot it's right there the ear the side of the head bro you know that's where the that's where the skull is the weakest, and when he gets hit there, you know, as with most people, um, you know, the equilibrium's off, and he already has really bad balance. So uh, it, 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 you know, while Wilder, uh, sorry, Fury has his number, and um, you know, I was talking about this again with D. Style earlier, and people are going to look for that. You know, people are going to look for that. So where does he go from here? He's not getting a shot at Dillian White. Dillian White's the mandatory for Fury. Fury's already said he wants to fight him. Um, AJ's tied up with Usyk. So if he's going to go anywhere, it's going to be to a, you know, top-level, championship-level guy like an Andy Ruiz. Robert Helanius, I think, is still aligned with the PBC. He had a big win on Saturday against Adam Kalnaki, uh, who who came in out of shape and underperformed. In fact, I didn't think Hellenius looked very good either. So uh, that I, I, th- that 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 fight actually underwhelmed me. As did the FA Ajagba-Frank Sanchez. FA Ajagba got got dominated in school by Frank Sanchez, who put on a clinic. And but you know the guy on the undercard that came out to show up was Jared Big Baby Anderson, who I think takes a Robert Hellenius. So where does Wilder go? Uh, maybe do a Hellenius. Maybe do an Andy Ruiz if he could get that fight. They'll probably keep it in the PBC. Uh, but he ain't going to, to Dillian White. Dillian White wants Fury, and Usyk and Joshua are tied up. So uh, th- those names probably shouldn't be considered either. I want to, uh, because I don't think you got to the second super chat. Uh, go to. Uh, there's Remy. Yeah. There's- Let me ding the bell for Remy. Uh, Wilder has never trained to go the 12th the whole 12 to outbox any opponent because he always depends on his right hand. Absolutely. And you know, fury is a complete heavyweight. He can take your punch and get back up. He also has defense. He's a switch hitter. He's tall. He can box on the inside. Uh, It's he's, he's shown himself to be a different class of fighter Uh, who is up there in terms of skills, with Fury, I think the obvious answer is Usyk, who is my number two right now in the heavyweight division, to answer Nando's question. And I think another person asked, asked that as well. The only issue with Usyk, as skilled as he is, Tyson Fury is six foot nine, 275 pounds plus, And unlike AJ, he has tremendous cardio. He can go 15 rounds, he could afford in the 15 round era. Matter of fact, he could have fought in the olden days when they were going like dozens of rounds because he seems to be fresh, you know? And for a a big man who has cardio like that, who can take a punch and get up and who has the kind of foot speed he has and respectable power, which he's now shown that he definitely possesses, you know, it's it's him and then it's everybody else uh, at this point. For me, the number three becomes a little bit difficult because I still see people throwing the name aj out there the issue i have with aj being number three is that a lot of people that put aj number three don't even put andy ruiz in the top five and andy ruiz knocked the hell out of aj right here in new york city where we live kenny uh, yeah, but, AJ, yeah,
1: but yeah but then andy ruiz went went head to head to uh a war where he almost lost and got knocked down with i uh, forgot what the man's name is
0: chris Ariola. there we but go but he still won, and AJ just AJ, AJ got completely schooled by Usyk. I just do not think you can put him at number three.
1: I just don't. Nah, I mean, nah, definitely continue giving your rankings. I'm, uh, I'm not. I'll give my rankings after you for sure. To to me,
0: actually, number three through five is very difficult. You know, because AJ's most impressive work to me came up to the Clesco fight. He switched after the Clesco fight. He became more defensive. And then after the Ruiz fight, he just turned into a guy that literally doesn't really want to get the, even the chance of getting hit. And his issues are cardio. Um, look, a lot of people disagree with me. They say, oh, my ass. oh, you're crazy. How could you say that? You just hurt my
4: feelings.
0: But I don't know that AJ beats Joe Joyce. I just don't, guys. I don't know that he beats Joe Joyce. A fat, out of shape Andy Ruiz took him 12 rounds. He just got dominated by Usyk. Joseph Parker took him 12 rounds, and he needed the help of home-cooking refereeing in that fight to stop all kinds of infighting. You know what I like about Joe Joyce? The chin, the cardio, and that thunderous jab. The man can take a shot and he can keep going forward. So it's
1: the, he, the, the reason he, he's, also, he's also relentless He's also relentless with his game plan. He will continue with his jab and right hand in the same game plan in and out in the entire fight. He, he, like, he doesn't mentally get defeated is what I'm going for.
0: Yeah. And if, if AJ is going to try to outbox and be cute and box on the back foot against Joshua, against, sorry, the juggernaut, Juggernaut just gonna keep moving forward he's relentless he believes in his jab you see the thing with jabbing as as anybody knows is you got to believe in your jab you know in the corner malik scott what was trying to get wilder to jab you know what who else was trying to get his fight at jab sugar hill sugar hill did tremendous work in the corner it was remi- reminding me a lot of his uncle really trying to get tyson fury to drop that jab thunderously and to drop power shots and get wilder up out of there uh joe joyce believes in that jab determined with it jab 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 you know what i like about it too he follows that kind of george foreman school of jabbing bro i may not get you in the head but i'll touch you on your shoulders i'll pump it over your heart and your chest i'll hit you in your solar plexus i'll mix it around i'll touch you anywhere i can touch you this jab is gonna keep going and this jab ain't gonna stop And if you do try to land over my jab, I got the chin to take care of that. So look, I've been very impressed by what I've seen by Joe Joyce. Um, I think Andy Ruiz needs to get some credit up there. And AJ's up there too. Uh, Like I said, three through five is a, is difficult for me. For me, it's one to two. That's quite easy. And uh, the one to two being a fury followed by Usyk. Now, I want to give some uh some shout outs here in the chat, Kenny, and then you can give me your thoughts on all of that. I want to shout out Joe Lopez, Bruce Goes, Boxing Redemption, my brother Coach Malachi Williams out of Florida. Great channel. Uh, he's been hitting me with the comedy the last two days. He's been going over all of the memes that have popped up from Saturday Night's Fight. Big up to you, brethren. Lennox was best, is up in here with us. Tracy Boxing Girl, my brother, Haplo type. I did see the fight doctor in there earlier. Nando, of course, Thomas Jones and many, many more. Rider the Storm, we're going to get to your super chat right now, bro. Uh Rider the Storm says, "Are robotic or as robotic as Wilder is against Andy Ruiz, he will get bombarded with shots. Ruiz moves too much and Wilder just has uh is the right punch which is slow or oh, just has his right punch which is slow a couple typos there but I got through it Ryder thank you for the super chat and um look Andy Ruiz ain't afraid to be hit he's a good inside fighter I saw Malik Scott do a few things with Wilder but Wilder couldn't sustain it the jab Mark Breland was already doing that with him what I saw him do was try to land some uppercuts on the inside during during the holding and clinching hitting to the body And I saw him also trying to spin Fury around and and hit him off the spin. Um, I saw some of that in the work that Malik was doing with him on the pads. um, But Wilder couldn't sustain it. And when Mark Breland was fired by Wilder, he said the following. And I'm paraphrasing here. I don't have the direct quote. He doesn't listen. He doesn't follow instructions. He does whatever he wants. And people have already mentioned this in the chat. He's in love with the right hand and he believes in it. Um, the difference is, believing in that right hand is a lot different than Joe Joyce believing in that jab because uh, the jab is, uh, you know, a, a much more uh, consistent punch, you know, uh, than the right hand. You constantly throw out the jab. You don't constantly throw out a powerful shot uh, with the backhand like that. Kenny, I see you itching to say something. Nah, I just nah, want- nah, know. Okay, I just want to announce to people that, look, the phone lines are open. I'm also going to drop the link. If I do drop the link, you do have to show me your face behind the scenes before I bring you on. You can hide your face after that if you want, but I do got to see that you're a real person. All right? I'm dropping the link there. I'm also opening up the lines. The line here in the Bronx, New York, is 718-618-4284. 718-618-4284 i've also got skype it's up there i've also got whatsapp that's there too so if you want to let us know what you think please call in or click that link we got big brian here right now big brian uh i'm hoping it works today brother because we couldn't get it to work the other day can you hear me
2: yeah i can hear you now
0: cool kenny can you hear brian yeah i am just fine awesome so we're good to go ding the fucking bell i couldn't get it working on saturday i don't know what up i guess i just needed to restart my whole system and shut it down Tenny, being the tech guy knows that that's always the number one thing to do
1: just shut it the number one solution yeah real real quick before we continue forward just want to say uh there's about 60 people watching we got 35 likes Hit that like button. Hit the subscribe button. Let's support my man, Maestro. Let's support the channel. Let's support what we're trying to do here and this movement we got going.
0: Thank you so much, Kenny. Brian, you're up first. Fight Doctor, you're up second. Go for it, Brian.
2: Oh, man. Hey, man, well, shout out to, you, to both y'all. Uh, hey, Maestro Boxing. Salute. And GT, man. Salute to y'all, man. Um, Salute, man. Well... Well, watching the fight last, this past Saturday, I mean, and looking at it again, I mean, it's nothing. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you know, and I'm going to be, I'm going to be nice about it, you know. (laughs) There ain't much that, that, uh, that you could say he changed in the training camp. Tyson Fury really didn't have to change much in the first, first or second fight. Really, in the second fight, he fought the exact same way. Um, if Wilder couldn't get him up out of there in, in the fourth round, he would he'd be done. But I thought he I didn't know he was going to tire out that quickly. So basically, he was tired. Look, it's the same thing from <clears throat> from the second fight. Really, it literally was the same thing from the second fight. Outside of those two knockdowns in the fir- fourth round, and obviously those had to been flash knockdowns because Tyson Fury got up. It wasn't really wobbly like that. He took him and he and he got he got up and uh, he whooped his ass for the next seven, eight rounds after that. Um, yeah, pretty and, much. I
0: mean, I only gave Wilder two rounds. I don't know how <laughs> many you gave gave him. I gave him the first and I gave him the fourth, and that was
2: it. That, those were the only two rounds he won. And the first round was his best work, to be honest with you. And <clears throat> it look, I know people in the past have said, the man's, uh, oh, he has good cardio, good conditioning. How? I mean, when you don't run, you don't do no jump rope. You don't do no no uh, real road work, which builds up your strength in your legs, builds up your um, stability in your legs. This is what happens when you fight fight at the top level. Where, you know what I'm saying? And this is going to look like he's been on spaghetti legs really his whole – for a long time, especially now. Now that you're putting deep waters, now that you're there fighting against real competition, This is what it's, this is what it's about, man. And just from the simple fact that he don't he don't do no no road work and no jump rope, it's showing now. Because now he has to put out a real output. He can't just wait for the damn right hand, which makes you look like you have cardio, but you're not really throwing that much. So we can't really gauge how how consistent of a cardio you really have if you're not really moving around, if you're not exerting energy. Now he's forced to exert energy, and you saw in the first second second round he was dead tired. You know, his output went dropped from first round all the way to the second round really low. <laughs> and then he just looked sluggish. I'm gonna be honest with you. Whatever they try to work with uh Malik Scott and whatnot, with uh Wilder, it didn't show in that fight. It it showed probably like maybe one second of uh one maybe one round of the whole fight and he reverted back to what he normally does. And that's not You're not going to win at this level fighting like that. I don't care what type of punch you are, if, you know what I'm saying, if what, you know, what type of ability you have, it's it's not going to work for you. And we saw that. I mean, it's just, look, this shit caught up to him, you know? And the fact that, (laughs) the fact that he has someone like Malik Scott, who's not really pushing him in that regard. I mean, you have somebody that's pretty much being an ass kisser for you a real trainer is going to push you to your limits and going to take you out your comfort zone. And that's what he's not going to have because he's like, and you could tell like, like what you just mentioned um like a couple minutes ago about Mark Breland saying that he, that he didn't want to listen, that he basically did whatever he wanted to do. See, I thought that going back a couple years ago, when I started, started seeing this dude, Work on the pass, and he's telling Mark Breland what to fucking throw instead of Mark Breland telling him what to throw. You know what I'm saying? And then hearing Nate Jones uh, and different people that was around Wilder saying the same thing about this man, I'm like, man, this dude. It, this is the reason why he he's a shitty boxer right now in terms of his technique. This, you know, I mean, the man has heart, he has determination, he has that power in that right hand, but you know, let's face facts it's open season now for the heavyweight division on this guy because all you have to, you know, okay, he has that power, but this dude really don't have cardio and conditioning like that. All right. If I, if we were to really uh, engage and actually force in the fight, you know, and actually put out and exert a certain level of, uh, a certain level of of uh, exertion, you know, it's, it's not going to look good for him in a deep round. So if someone like Andrew Reed, someone like Usyk especially someone like uh, Joe Joyce, someone like a lot of these guys, like these guys, uh, what's his name? Frankie Sanchez, the guy that we saw fight, the Cuban boxer that we saw fight. And look, if I'm these guys in the heavyweight division, I'm looking at Wilder and I'm like, man, this guy's beatable. He's not, he's not, he doesn't have a great chin. He could take a punch, but he, he doesn't have a great chin and he doesn't have great cardio. And he doesn't really have great technique, so I'm I I take my chances with the dude if I'm these other guys, uh, got man. It. So let me ask you, you this,
0: let me ask you this, Brian, because I just to the chat. Uh, you don't have to give me your top five just yet. You could put that in the chat if you want. But would the Wilder from last Saturday have beaten the AJ that fought Usyk?
2: Possibly. Yeah, uh, possibly. I think
0: but, I have, yeah. To be honest with you, I think he yeah. would have I think he would have knocked out AJ. I'm
1: just it, gonna, look, look. I mean, I, for real. I I, I I have to say okay. I B- do. Yeah, i was gonna say I have to say Big Brian, I I I disagree with you on some of these thoughts, you know. Uh I definitely disagree about it being open season for Wilder. Uh there's uh, something that Tyson Fury possesses that the rest of these fighters don't. He's 6'9, 270 pounds, with a diamond chin. And he was able to eat that punch and get back up. Tell me who else you think in the heavyweight division is gonna be able to do the same. Uh it doesn't may, it doesn't oh. matter. He, he he did show a little bit of improvement, nothing insane. Even if he went back to the same single right hand punch, Deontay Wilder. I don't see anybody who's gonna take that right hand, which as, as we all know... And get up like Fury did. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he got up like fucking Frankenstein, bro. It's alive! <laughs>
0: Let me bring in the fight doctor real quick. <laughs> fight doctor, uh, give me your thoughts on, on that question.
4: So, the question is, Would would Wilder from Saturday beat the AJ, the timid, afraid to throw his right hand, Deer in the headlights. I already AJ, know. AJ, who in front of
0: he's jabbing us. He's jabbing us, and he's about to land the right hand punch. Fight, doctor, go, go! I love the way you set up your answers.
4: Joshua would have been put to sleep. Seriously, look. I, I whenever when that when that fight was first thought like when that fight was first like real right when it was first viable. I've always picked Wilder to knock Joshua, smooth the spark out. It's the reason why the fight never happened. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you want to say Joshua has the, the better boxing skills, this and the other and the third. Okay, fine. But, you know, sometimes it's more, it's, it's not about boxing skill. All right. There are certain intangibles at work in a fight. And in this instance... Yeah, Joshua is the more skilled guy, but the intangibles, right? Those things that are in the ether that you just can't see, you can't measure, you can't see, but they exist. They work in Wilder's favor. And I just don't see Joshua staying out of the way of that right hand for 12 rounds. Not going to happen. I'm sorry. But Wilder puts him to sleep. That's the reason why the fight didn't happen. And if the boxing guards are kind to us and we get that fight, I'm picking... Wilder by knockout, even now.
0: I I gotta agree with you, fight doctor. AJ has changed completely. Uh he's he seems to be very gun shy. Uh he seems to be worried about getting hit. Uh, there's a difference between kind of being cautious and just outright not wanting to to get hit. And I mean, when when he was in there against Ruiz, who was out of shape, it seemed to me like he didn't want to get hit uh brian thank you so much for joining me saturday thank you so much for calling us in today i gotta get in a couple callers that have been trying to get through but we'll do it again soon fam
2: oh no 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 problem man
0: absolutely much appreciate talk to you soon
1: a middle call i think that this leads right into uh i I gotta give my top five man or top four because i don't got five
0: all right got you I'm calling in Marley Maul, and then I also got a call from Joe Habib. Let's get Marley Maul on first. Marley Maul, what are your thoughts?
5: What's poppin', man? Uh, I mean, Wilder did his best, you know what I'm saying, with the skills that he has. He has a basketball body frame, you know what I'm saying? And he maximized it, but I think he maximized it in the wrong way. In my opinion, I would have never said try to blow up to almost 240 and then probably... On fight night, come in past 240. I think his maximum, where he's optimal, is at 220 pounds. Yes, you will be at a significant disadvantage when it comes to weight. I get that. But when you look at that first Fury fight, he was moving, he was bending him knees, he was ducking. He probably missed like 50, like at least 50 uh, punches that, you know what I'm saying, Fury ducked on, and he was still there to knock him down in the 12th. So I think that's where his best stamina comes. Like basketball players, they run up and down the court. I understand why he can't lose weight. He said he's afraid to run because he he has a very thin frame. And if he runs, he's going to be even smaller. So that's kind of like a double-edged sword. You know what I'm saying? So I understand that. As far as the, the, the fight on Saturday night, I mean, yeah, that was a lot of body work in the first round. And, yeah, you can start to see in the second, third round, he was gassed. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of weight on his legs and that's probably, that probably well, not probably, that was obviously the wrong move. He came out he's sparking with a straight right in the fourth knocking down again and it was pretty much like, I hear people's commentary about the fight and saying he was getting his ass whooped really, I say from what, like 5 to 10 until he almost dropped Fury again in like the last, what, 15 seconds of the 10th and Fury got saved by the belt but uh, like it kind of reminded me of a little bit at times of the first fight where it was a lot of herky-jerkiness. It was a lot of wild punches. Jerry would land one. He might land two. And then Roger would try to get him or something. So it wasn't like he really was just like, oh, shit. He was catching him at times. But it was nothing where I was alarmed until like, yeah, like the 11th. Like the like 9, 10, 11, I was like, hey, bro, you might need to, you know what I'm saying, go ahead and me to stop it. Throw in again, the like, towel, I man. I don't yeah. like to
0: see I don't like to hey, see a guy hey. getting beat up yeah. like that. He's got a family. He's got kids, you know, like for exactly. what? He had, exactly. at that point he had no shot at winning the fight. His legs were gone. his power was gone, and he' just and the thing is he gets hit in that spot at the side of the head because he doesn't have defense, and he always bends, uh, not always because sometimes his head was just getting knocked back but he kind of bends yeah. to get out of the way of shots. And when he does that, Fury was coming over the top with right hooks and with left hooks. So, yeah, let, let me ask you he this. So, I, the, go ahead. Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no go ahead. No, I was going to ask you the question I've asked the chat. Does the Wilder from Saturday night beat the AJ from a couple weeks back?
5: Um. No, because he was not his optimum
0: uh, weight. He's he's
5: just too heavy, like 240 pounds weighing in and then coming in, probably damn near probably 250. That's too big, man. That's just clearly too big. 220, that's his weight he needs to be at, in my opinion, because quite frankly, Tyson Fury is a one-off. It ain't a lot of guys. No, no, he is a one-off. There are no other guys, 6'9", 278, probably coming into fight night, almost 290. There are no other guys like that. So So people say Wilder should retire. Well, he was already saying he only had a couple more fights left uh, about a week or so before this fight happened. So retirement was already starting to creep in his mind. As for now if retirement wasn't I would say hey, this fight doesn't say he needs to retire simply because who else in the heavyweight division is Tyson theory side? I mean, Joseph Parker had a chance to fight him when he was there when he literally put Arthur Spilk in a crucifix situation Joseph Parker didn't want that work you know what I'm saying Yeah. I look at Andy Ruiz yeah but Andy Ruiz is at a very he's very short compared to these big, big big, tall heavyweights you know what I'm saying and I don't like he didn't look overwhelmingly good like we thought he would when he fought Chris Ariola, you know what I'm saying who's mm-hmm. a who's a, a war-torn fighter, you know what I'm saying? So I'm looking at the Hitwig division, and he's still a big name. There's only three big names in the Hitwig division, Fury, Wilder, and Joshua. What about nobody <S. <S. <S.> knows who is. Oh, is.
0: Okay, I'm yeah. not
5: trying to disparage the man, but nobody knows who he is, though. If he didn't fight uh, Fury or Joshua and he had a fight, he's not moving the needle. Nobody would know who he is.
6: He's I, I have to disagree.
5: Right now. Uh, you think he could sell a pay-per-view right now? So, uh, fighting, not fighting. Marley,
0: Marley, Marley Maul, I'm going to let Kenny answer that and I'm going to let you go, but do call okay. back next week, fam. It's just that I got calls coming in and I got to be, uh,
5: oh, be, no, be that's fair good, with the bro. time.
0: It's all good. Thank you so much, fam. I really appreciate the call.
1: But yeah, no, I, I, I definitely, oh. definitely disagree with that. Uh, um, Uso came up from the cruiser division, the cruiserweight division, which he dominated. Uh, up until that AJ fight. I have to say, in the in the heavyweight division, I wasn't really giving Usyk too much credit. Usyk is definitely proven in the heavyweight division uh, up to this point, and I think he's a legitimate challenge. He could definitely sell a pay per view. He could definitely uh, sell out a stadium. Uh, you know, in Europe they, for sure. They they talk about the Matrix and shit, right? Lomachenko, right? You know, uh, U- 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 Usyk. Usyk is the Matrix. Usyk is the better of those two fighters. Usyk absorbed all the Papachenko skills that, that had to be absorbed. Usyk is the godly one out of those two. Uh, you know, you got to give Usyk his credit. You cannot hate on the man and everything he's done. The man is 6'3", fighting six foot six plus giants. It I is agree. what it is.
0: Kenny, I'm going to bring in D-style. Wow, we got the Grim Reaper over here.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, usually when you go to a funeral, they tell you, you know, to make you feel better, right? Like, this is not a day of mourning. This is a day of celebration. Well, that's true today, right? So it is a funeral, and we are going to celebrate. But it is a funeral nonetheless. That's all I wanted to say.
0: I think D-Style is referring to, and I'm going to drop that again. (laughs) Because these sounds looking kind of scary there under the Kenny T. Um, yeah. Look, it's a funeral. It's a funeral for Glove Gate. It's a funeral for Roconda suit gate. Cause the legs look the same to me. It's a it's a funeral for uh disloyal trainer gate. It's a funeral for because the disloyal trainer saved him in the last fight and was needed on Saturday. Uh it's a it's a funeral for Spike Watergate, because again. His legs look very similar to me in this fight that they did in the last fight. All of these people that said, oh, Maestro, yeah, it looked like something might be off. All of the stuff that looked off looked the same to me after round number one. Uh, I didn't see much difference except that he was even more tired than he was in the second fight.
3: Well, look, in Fury... Wilder, chapter two, round seven. It was said that it was Brillen that was ultimately the one that betrayed the anti Wilder and drugged him. But he looked worse this time. Can somebody please explain to me why he looked worse this time? I disagree. brilliant was nowhere to be found.
0: I don't think he looked worse this time. I think he looked way worse after the seven. No, no
3: I, I, I'm not saying he performed worse. I'm saying he looked worse. Like when they say, "Like oh my god, they got him. He looks drugged. He looked drugged, right?" He was, he was rubbing his eyes before the fight started. He was, uh, I don't know what prayer he was. I guess he was praying his last rites before the fight started. So he was saying something under his breath, right? So if you believe you looked at him and you said, well, he just looked like something was up with him. So that's my proof that he yeah. drugged him. Well, he didn't look so good this time either.
1: He looked exactly the same. I, I this I, I I completely agree with that though. I oh, see you, okay. I see where you're going with if it now.
3: If he looked the same, he really was nowhere to be found.
1: He looked, he looked, he looked exactly the same. He he looked like he was on the same drugs that he that that he was quote unquote on last fight.
0: You know when he didn't look the same though, Kenny. When he got face planted in the eleventh round after three rounds, maybe four, maybe five rounds of excess punishment that Mark Breland would have saved them from. Because when he was on the ropes getting stopped, when uh, Mark Breland stopped the fight, he did not look as bad as he did in round 7 or 8 or 9 and definitely not 10 or 11.
1: Oh, no, no. I disagree with that, though, too. In the fight with Mark Breland, he was way more beat up. He had taken way more punishment in those first couple rounds. Fury had taken it to him from the start. In this fight, Fury didn't start as hot as he did last fight. When Mark Breland threw in that towel, that towel had to be thrown in. The dude was destroyed. Uh, yes, Malik Scott probably let it go maybe around too long or whatever. But look, the guy wanted to get knocked out. If the guy wants to get knocked out, you give him what he wants. You let him get knocked out.
0: Absolutely, Kenny. By, I'm the, gonna way, by my... the way, by the way,
1: hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. I see a seventy-eight people watching right now. I only see fifty-one likes. Support the movement, support the show, support Hispanics causing panic. Let's continue going.
0: Absolutely.
3: like button, please.
0: We got to support HCP because it is HCP is war. Fight Doctor, I'm going to bring in Joe Habib, but while I do that, I'd like you to give your thoughts on whether this fight went too far, uh, whether Mark Breland did his job in the last fight, whether Mark Breland was needed uh, in this fight. What, what, what were your thoughts?
4: So um, without question, um, I think that the fight, the second fight went on a round or two too, too, too long, right? All this talk about uh, disloyal trainer and all that nonsense, this is noise and it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Mark Breland did what he was supposed to do, quite, no question. Um, that fight had ended around the two prior to the actual stoppage because it had stopped being a contest. It had stopped being a fight. It became something else. So now, in terms of the third fight, I think the third fight was more competitive than the second fight. Um, Now, I agree. By the time the fight was stopped, uh, yeah, the fight was over. Could have been stopped around before, I thought. Uh, But in my mind, Deontay Wilder was more competitive in the third fight than he was in the second fight.
0: There you go. Let me bring in our caller. Uh, you're live right now, 336. This is Maestro uh Boxing, and you are live. What's good? Hey, Maestro. Uh, good,
6: uh, good talking to you, man. I've, I've been listening to you for uh, a while, and I really like what you're doing. I like the movement you have with your channel, man. Okay, oh, thank it good it, man.
0: I, I really appreciate it. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know where, where you or how you discovered me, but I'm glad you did, brother. And thank you for calling in. Yeah, my name is Brandon, and I discovered you on
6: uh, Boxing Voice. Uh, I was a been a long time follower of, of them for years. Oh, they hate and me! O- they as soon you came on, a- they hate me over there. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's fine. You stole you stole a couple good uh, good followers, so don't worry about it. You did what you had to do, and now you, you, your your channel is growing. So keep up the good work, brother.
0: Thank you, fam. So, what are your thoughts about all of this?
6: Man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, I, I just wanna have a dialogue. What what do we think what what did okay, Wilder's about to be thirty-six. He's done so much. Me personally, I've never really been a Wilder fan. I'm I'm more of an AJ fan, but I like Wilder as the story that Wilder started with, basically saying basically, you know, how he got into boxing, and what was the need for boxing, and what was the goal. And he he's accomplished that. His daughter is in great shape. His family's in good shape. So the, the the objective that he initially started with, he did that. And he's overachieved, to be honest. So now we're at 36. We had a late start in boxing. And he's never really, if we really dissect his resume, if, a re- if we go back, if, if if our kids look back 20 years from now and say, um, who was great boxers back in the past, and they look at the records, they're going to see that the highlight of De- Deontay Wilder's career was theory. We Everybody, they'll say Louis Ortiz, they'll say, yes, Louis Ortiz was a great fight, but who is Luis Louis Ortiz beat? You know, he, he we don't really, the, the 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 verdict is still out on Louis Ortiz, and I blame that on PBC. I mean, we see that Joe George was supposed to fight, was wanting to fight Louis Ortiz years ago, now and in, in the past. Dylan White wanted to fight him, and the, the PBC has really hurt
0: his resume. I think to be honest, me personally, I think that. Yeah, you're you're right. I and, also think Matchroom did too because Matchroom signed them before the PBC did, and the rumor is they shelved them because they were trying to uh, avoid him having to face AJ. But but I digress, and and I cut you off. So please continue.
6: No, no, no. You're absolutely right. We can we can blame that. We can also blame uh, Oscar De La Hoya for Deontay Wilder's career. Didn't he have him first? Yeah, he did. Yeah. So it, it's just you know you never know what you got until you until it's not you don't have it no more like Andy Ruiz with uh with to Top Rank. <laughs> but um, if we look at if we look back at when he when Wilder fought Du he looked like he had a like his eye was gone. Now, that yeah. was the Wampus was like a, well, a cruiserweight. So yeah, and, the verdict was out. And no, You're and he, right. Yeah, but, I'm just
0: agreeing. Sorry, you're right.
6: Yeah, the verdict was out then. And th- I think back then Tyson Fury saw that. He said, look, this cruiserweight, who is nowhere near on my level, did took his freaking eye out. Why was he fought for his life in that fight? Yeah, because, because it, he could it, take his own, punch. Duapis.
0: Because he could take his
6: punch. Yes, sir. You're right. That's it. He could take his punch. So the verdict is really out on Water. I know we could say he has 41, uh, got 41 knockouts, but we can count how many tomato cans is in that 40. So many knockouts. Uh, we'll say okay. His best knockouts was uh, Louis Ortiz.
0: Help me out. Help me out, man. Uh, that, who, who else it. is his best knockout? that that's uh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, the Brazil knockout was devastating. It was savage, but again, who is Dominic Brazil? That's, that's I got
1: you. I got you with the best knockout he's got. Spilka, Bermain Stavern. Nah, I'm just, I'm just joking. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you got
6: me there, hey. man. Yes, sir. That was that's a tough one right there. He he not out now doing a basketball move. So we we can't give that a lot of credit. Um, we haven't seen that basketball move in a in a ring sense. But I, I just to get to my point, um, I, you guys were saying that, and sure? I'm I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit. You say that AJ probably wouldn't wouldn't be able to beat, uh, Wilder. Let's think about this now. If we know, and I and I'm gonna just. Dis- I to just throw this out here. I think, personally, the way that Derek Trezor fights right now and the way he bull rushes and mouths, I think he would give Wilder a, a bad problem until he gets hit. Yeah. I, I think that would be a bad fight.
1: Nah, and man. Say that I, disagree. AJ, I disagree. I disagree. I, disagree. Okay. I, disagree right. I, I, I have Deontay Wilder as my number two fighter in the heavyweight division in my rankings. And that's because. Over Usik. And, wow. and, and and that's only because not because Deontay Wilder's more skilled. Not nowhere near. That's not what I'm saying. That is only because uh, I feel like AJ's been fraudulent for a long time, and it's a great fucking win for for uh, Usyk, and he looks amazing. But I think Deontay Wilder would destroy Anthony Joshua right now. So I have to. Uh, there's no one who's fought Fury like Deontay Wilder has fought. You know. The man has talked a whole lot of shit that makes him look like a bitch. And that's me being the realist that I could be. He said a whole lot of shit that makes him look like a bitch. But nobody has fought Wilder. Like, uh, excuse me, nobody has fought Fury like Wilder has. And you have to give the man his props. I put him at number two. And I don't uh, I don't see no Chisora giving him a t- short-armed, heavy Chisora. Uh, Chisora got... Has gotten pounded on by people. Cesaro takes on a lot of hits. Uh, any any fighter that takes on a lot of hits is gonna it's gonna go very bad for them against Deontay Wilder.
0: Yeah, uh, I I I, I agree. Anyone who anyone who can take a punch is gonna cause them problems. But you know, I think Usyk would cause them problems, Kenny. Because that defense, Usyk tires people out. He takes them into deep waters and then he finishes them. Uh, that's what he did to Bella. I, that's I agree. Was, that's what he was about to do to Joshua. My brother, thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it, and uh, for, for you supporting the channel. Thank you, sir. Have
1: Absolutely. Fun. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. If you're watching, please like and subscribe, show support, and, 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 and yeah, subscribe to the channel. My man, Maestro, my be doing it. Thank
0: you, Kenny. And Fight Doctor, I'm going to go back to you, and, yes, Right after this show is uh ATP Uncensored. We're gonna be going right over there in a moment. Fight Doctor Usyk Wilder. What are your thoughts on Usyk? I actually don't think I've heard you talk that much about Usyk uh since the AJ win. I just um you probably have been on platforms and I've been busy and I haven't caught you. So please give your thoughts on that, Fight Doctor.
4: So well, here's the problem that I see with, with Usyk is well. I think that Usyk is benefiting from, he's getting a lot of mileage out of the Joshua win, but the Joshua win, in my mind, needs to be put in its proper perspective. Now, in Joshua, Usyk had a guy in front of him who was afraid to throw the right hand, pawing with the jab, and just seemed to be gun-shy. Now, look, we all saw what we saw Saturday. And gun-shy is not a word that I would use, it's not a, a term I would use to describe Deontay Wilder. Deontay Wilder would come forward and would pressure Usyk. He would throw the right hand. Now, the the right hand is not going to be landing with any consistency, but eventually he will find him. And that will be that.
1: Man, coach, I agree with you, brother. Well said. Continue going. That will be that.
4: Okay? Game over. Okay? If the the Deontay Wilder from last night, uh, from Saturday, if he still exists, and I have my doubts, But if he still exists and Usyk is in front of him, sure. Usyk will will clown him. Okay, he'll make him look bad. He will take advantage of of Deontay Wilder's obvious, you know, um, uh, shortcomings. But eventually, eventually, right? We all know what's coming and we know what happens. And it'll be lights up. Just that simple.
0: Well, there you go. Fight, Dr. I'm going to ding that bell for you. I always appreciate it when you come on. Uh, People do sometimes disagree with your takes, but you know what I like about your takes all the time, Fight Doctor? You back them up with reasoned argument. And uh, that is always to be respected. Thank you, Fight Doctor. Uh, I'm going to let you go as we close out the show.
4: Thank you, sir. And just I want to add one last thing. I actually agree with you, uh, what you said earlier about... um, Lennox Lewis being the best heavyweight in the 12-round era. Yes, I agree.
0: Okay, I, okay, good. I thought, I thought you had disagreed with me. Well, we had I, a-
4: I disagreed because I was thinking, you know, all time. But in the 12-round era, you have a point, yes.
0: Yeah, however, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
4: However, I disagree that I would, I would not put Fury number two.
0: Who would you put number two?
4: Um, Evander or Riddick. I
0: don't see that. And I would probably that. lean
4: towards Riddick ball.
0: I don't see Evander Holyfield giving Fury much trouble. I see I see Riddick Bo giving him more trouble because of his size and the fact that he could definitely match him on the inside inside uh fight, you know, in inside game. Um, I think
4: I think Riddick Bo would be a, a, a bad style matchup for Tyson Fury because uh, all of the things that Tyson Fury would take advantage of in 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 uh Dante Water, they don't exist in Riddick Bo. Yeah. You know? He has a jab, right hand. He has a size, infighting abilities, and, you know, the brain trust. You know, so, yeah, I, Riddick Bowe is all wrong for Tyson Fury, in my opinion. But uh, thanks hey, again for know, having
0: me. I, I think Tyson Fury beats Riddick Bow. I'm just saying I think Riddick Bow would give him a, more of a trouble than 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 Holyfield just because of the huge size disparity. Um, the guy that I think gives him the most trouble, believe it or not, is Vitaly Klitschko. Uh, Vitaly Klitschko's got a tremendous chin. Um, he he had a great jab. Uh, you know, he, he was a really good body puncher. Um, something that people don't give him a lot of credit for. And I think he he's probably one of the more underrated, at least on this side uh of of the ocean, uh heavyweights of our twelve round era. But uh that's just uh my opinion. Fight Doctor, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Thank you, sir. Thank you. Have shout out to, one, shout up to T. Till the next time, Bob. Catch you catch an alley.
1: Absolutely. Until next one, brother. Thank you for calling and it's always a pleasure. So we
0: are about to get up out of here because uh we're already in overtime on this show, and I know G Funky and D style have something very special lined up. I want you to hit the link. It's in the chat. Head over for the second hour of our 8CP Monday nights. It is 8CP is war. It is Monday night. It's about to be HCP Uncensored. It has been Mano a Mano Live with Kenny T. Uh, That's it for us, guys. We're about to get up out of here. I want to thank everybody for joining in. You guys all take care. Bye. Have a good
1: one, y'all. Take care.